0: You're listening to The Social Workers on WCDB Albany.
1: Welcome to The Social Workers Radio Talk Show. I'm your co-host, Alyssa Lotmore. And today we have a special guest, Bill Mannell. He is a marriage, a, family, a marriage and family therapist uh, who is in private practice in Connecticut. He was first trained in family constellations between 2003 and 2005, and he has since conducted seminars in Connecticut, New York, California, Germany, Denmark, Australia, Mexico, Spain, Belgium, Brazil, Canada, and Croatia. That's a long list. Mm. He has led workshops in schools for both adolescents and teachers, and is currently exploring constellations as a method of supervision. So welcome, Bill. Thank you. So can you just get us started? Because I'm not really familiar with what family constellations are. So can you just get us started with what that is?
0: Sure. It's a, it's a way of looking at your family system, um, basically uh, on a multi-generational level. And the idea is um, if you in the present are feeling um, some sort of emotional resonance with probably someone in the past, maybe some grief. Um, family constellations will look at that. And, and what we do look at is um, maybe you're feeling some sort of anxiety, but you don't know what the anxiety is based on. And the idea is in a system, the energy, the family just holds the energy. So you know, in your own immediate family, like the family you grow up in, you could feel if there was tension in the house and uh, if mom was mad at dad or there was something going on. Well, what this method looks at is expands it over generations. So if your grandfather, uh, there was a trauma or tragedy in your grandfather's life, the question we would ask is how does that trauma or tragedy still affect you today? Uh, perhaps he had a brother who died when uh, your grandfather was five and the brother was four. Obviously that would affect your great grandmother, but how does it affect you and how does your grandfather carry that and pass it down? That grief, that energy, and you might be carrying some of that residue. Uh, and what constellations looks at uh, is how to explore that, and how to release it. Uh, and sometimes there's an emotional bond, a deep emotional bond, so you could be really deeply emotionally connected to some ancestor that you don't know about. Um, and so it
1: really ties in a lot about the generational uh, the generational trauma. And that was one thing that I was when I was reading your workshop overviews I kept seeing that word generational trauma and it was it made me think a lot about how really does that impact individuals that you might not think are impacted because they weren't their direct person who was initially you know exposed to that trauma
0: well there's what what Bert Hellinger who's the founder of constellations he would just he would call events you know he he was interested in events what were the events in your family what were the early fates you know did your mother lose a child in childbirth Did your grandmother did something happened to your grandmother when she was young so those are traumas but he would just call those events and and he would say those events are what shape us and what create the en- energy if someone was excluded in the family system because they shamed the family they married outside their culture so they were never talked about again that exclusion is a trauma to the system and has an effect because wh- where does that energy go, you know, uh, and how come someone in the present generation starts acting like Aunt Mary and Aunt Mary they never knew anything about? Because Aunt Mary may have been um, sent to an insane asylum when she was 15, but you didn't know you had an Aunt Mary who was, you know, Grandpa had sent away. So that, 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 that that's a trauma, but that affects the family system. So what the Constellations looks at is both personal trauma, things that happen to you and I, right, in the present, growing up or later in life. And then there's generational trauma, things that happened to people in the past.
1: It's really fascinating how you're talking about this. And I was also seeing in one of your workshops this idea of a, a living map. Can you talk a little bit more about what that is?
0: Well, I first was doing this work a lot with teenagers, with adolescents, and I wanted to come up with a visual um, sort of icon that they could latch onto. And, and then the idea of a map made sense. A lot of people like that. So, you know, you have a roadmap to go somewhere. And of course, now we have all these apps that send us everywhere we want to go. But a living map is so you have an issue. And basically what a constellation does is is we set up the issue with using participants, using representatives. Uh, and so it becomes like a living map. Here's the issue in in, in, in 3D, so to speak. Okay. So that's why I call a living map, because it's living, breathing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, what has inspired you to... I mean, you've traveled all over the world giving workshops. What has motivated you to spread this this knowledge about it?
0: Well, I think it's a combination of both. I, people seem to like how I do the work and how I present the work and how I offer the work, and mostly um, who I... Uh, do workshops for is other professionals, not always, but other professionals, I think they want to learn something that, you know, the way I've learned how to do it. Uh, so there's that. And it's also, I really, the work is very profound. I've seen people who've been stuck going to psychotherapy for 20 years and then they, um, they have a constellation and it, it opens a door. And it's not that the psychotherapy before didn't help. But sometimes the, this one constellation, literally in 15, 20, 30 minutes, sort of moves all the blocks out of the way. And they have this profound uh, sense of release.
1: Now, in your workshops, you said you give them to uh, professionals. To also, not, not,
0: not totally, but many of the places I go, it's a combination of professionals and just people who want to come and do personal work.
1: So they can't, so individuals who are interested in personal work yes, can come to these yes, things
0: as absolutely, well. absolutely,
1: yeah. And then some of your workshops, I know you said you had done exercises, you do exercises that demonstrate some key theoretical ideas, such as entanglements, uh, the balance of giving and receiving, and the effects of exclusion in the family. So well, how does all this tie in?
0: Okay, so basically Bert, Bert uh, Kellinger came up with the idea when he was developing this ah. method. Uh, he was looking at... Um, the family system. And he came up with, I don't like to call them rules, but sort of like uh, precepts to what he's seen. So basically, one of the precepts is everyone has a right to belong to the system. So regardless of what they did, regardless of what the event they did, even if they were a killer or murderer, if they were born into the system, they belong. Sometimes those people are excluded. And when an exclusion happens, it changes the energy in the system sometimes a stillborn is not named so you may have a, a a sibling born before you or just was stillborn so they didn't live they weren't named and you think you're the firstborn, but because they were excluded but that exclusion has some sort of energy they still belong to the system okay. uh, so so that's the, the, one of the first precepts is everyone has a right to belong the other precept or idea is uh parents give and children take so parents come first, and the biggest gift that comes from the parents is life. I mean, that's a fact, right? Regardless if you're adopted or not. Parents, life comes from a mother, right? Uh, and so they give to us, and we, we receive it or take it. When that balance is skewed or, or turned around, it creates uh, detrimental effects for, let's say, the daughter or the son. So if the daughter or son tries to give to the mother try to take care of the mother emotionally try to mother the mother it'll have an effect on their life the only one who can mother the mother is the mother's mother even if that woman is is gone uh and this is not to say that you know as our parents age and stuff we don't become good children and we make sure their health is good and stuff i'm talking about early on and when we're little so that's one of the precepts and um and then uh, entanglement. Sometimes we become entangled uh, with the emotions of someone in the system. Um, we can talk about present day. You probably know people, I know people who are most over emotionally involved with their parents. And that can be detrimental. So how does this, how does the work look at that so the person can cut break, break free of that? And some of the emotional involvement is the need to take care of mom, the need to emotionally help mom, or something. So we become entangled, or we we could become entangled with someone else's fate, maybe grandpa or grandma, uh, and that usually that usually shows up for me as something that you're not sure of. If it, it, you feel it, but it doesn't really feel like yours. Obviously, with mom, it's a little closer. But then there's this other feeling, like it feels like oh, I have this like. Ugh. I'm always sad, but it's it's clearly not my mother. Why am I always sad? And it could be some someone else in your system. So in, in,
1: it's a lot about really being in touch with yourself too, and understanding your own feelings, and trying to explore the root cause of some of these things. You so.
0: might not know what the root cause is. You just you just have this nagging sense and nagging feeling, and uh, sometimes what constellations will do through experimentation is to see if there's something that's there. And what I usually do when I work with a client, I ask about the events in the family. You know, how many siblings do you have? Did your parents lose any children? Were there any significant fates? Did your father lose somebody when he was younger? Or did your great mother lose somebody? You know, were there, was there immigration? Was there slavery? Were people in the war? Uh, uh, were, were people forced out of their homes? Did they have to flee for their lives? All those are traumas. And we could be carrying some of those. Um, The question is, how do they manifest today? I'll give you one example. So there's this thing I call flight energy. So it's very common in, um, it'll show up sometimes in anxiety or sometimes in hyperactivity. Uh, Flight energy is if your ancestors were forced to leave their land because of religion it's not that they emigrated because they want to make a better economic life for themselves, but they were forced out, right? Because of war, religion, race, uh, either during the programs in Russia or during Nazi Germany. And so the the ancestor goes from the one country he thinks is safe to the next country he thinks is safe. So, you know, feel into this, right? They're moving, constantly moving. And then they finally maybe land in America. Well, that energy of fleeing doesn't, It's the, where does it rest? it gets somehow gets passed down. Yes. And, and so you see it in someone who needs to move all the time, needs to, you know, every two years they're moving. it, it could be connected to that, what, that ancestor because it hasn't had, a, even though they landed and they started a family and they did well and they're safe, the energy is of, of leaving and the pain of what they left behind still comes forward.
1: This is really fascinating. I'm, I'm surprised I've never heard of this um, in my years of practice. And I'm sure there's some other individuals who haven't. So I'm really glad that you're, we have this radio show right now, but that you're also spreading the word through workshops. You're going to be at the University at Albany uh, giving a workshop. And I'm excited about that. Yes. Now, how do individuals who maybe um, have not, are not able to attend the workshop, or maybe they're listening to this at a later date and have already missed the workshop, how can they find out more information about this?
0: Um. Well, I there's my website, I have a website uh here at billmannell.com. I also have a little center with my colleague Ed Lynch. It's the New England Center for systemic Constellations, so the newenglandcenter.com. Um I I can pro- probably best if I send you some links. There's no like overlapping organization. There is the US Conference uh constellations.com. I might have links, but let me send you some links some yes. of, of and, people And I can
1: include them right with the the caption of the show.
0: I would do that. People in New England, uh, I'll send you, uh, you know, maybe a dozen links of people that they can pick and choose. uh, Colleagues, people I know who are doing the work in different parts of the country.
1: That would be great because I feel like this is a different, a a less familiar, I guess you should say, or less popular um, practice that people might not know about, but they might benefit from. I,
0: well, I think I so.
1: I less popular but less known about
0: maybe. Well, I mean because it it, it takes its it's look it, it takes its origins, I mean the the methods that were included. Bert Hellinger was a he was in, in the Second World War, he, he was a, he was a missionary in South Africa. So he worked with the Zulu's and that's really where he, he was a priest at the beginning. That's really where he learned about ancestors and the respect for ancestors and tribal and tribal cel- ceremony and ritual. Excuse me. And then when he came back to Germany, excuse, he left the priesthood and studied traditional psychoanalysis and kind of, kind of followed the wave of what, whatever the therapies were at the time. There was uh, Gestalt therapy, family therapy, primal scream, and, uh, NLP. Um, and he was did some work with Virginia Satir, who was doing family sculpting, who was using these. Sort of improv theatrical kind of methods that would open up deeper spaces using other people to represent family members. Jacob Moreno, who did psychodrama, which is a traditional uh, healing method. uh, He incorporated some of those uh, aspects into the work as well. And it's really fascinating. And people say, well, how does it happen? And, you know, when you're in a family system... You know uh, there's things that are unspoken. You could go to school as a, as adolescent, and it's a Friday, and it's a great day, and you're going to see your friends, and maybe there's a football game that night, and you feel great. And you come home, and because you're an adolescent, you don't need a baby, so you come home, and as soon as you walk in the house, you know something's wrong. You can just feel it, right? And then five minutes later, your mother calls and says, Grandma died, or the dog got run over by a car or something. And But you know it. So people say, how does that happen in a group? It's the same. We carry our energies everywhere. So when the group starts to hum, you could be representing my mother and you'd pick up aspects of her and you say, well, what is that, channeling? And then, no, I don't think it's channeling. I just think it's, you carry your family energy with you. And if you're close enough to someone, they'll pick it up.
1: And this is absolutely fascinating. And I'm really happy that you came on today to talk about So this. am I. Um, I'm glad you're going to be coming to the University of Albany. And like I said, the one thing I like about having this this show is that we can archive this. We can save this and people can listen to it at any time. So I I like to be able to capture just different methods of social work practice, different ways, and have us all be able to kind of look and and see what's out there as a lot of our students listen to these shows and just become more familiarized with the different practices.
0: Well, that's great. And then Just so you know, I mean, there's colleagues, my, I like to work on the personal individual basis. I have friends that are work on social constellations. So you can take this these themes and look at social issues between two groups. Bert did a lot of work between two groups. Uh, one of the first generation practitioners, uh, Albrecht Marr, went to Rwanda soon after the civil war and did a lot of healing work between the Hutu and the Tutsis. The two groups that were, you know, that were killing each other and with Constellation work. So there's all different applications. I have friends that are working with teachers in schools to look at different systems and how to work in different, with different systems. And uh, and also it's been translated into organizations now. Which is, you get, you get, look at how the organization functions. It's not so much in the personal. You're not dealing with internal But there's trauma in organizations as well, and there's all kinds of issues. So, yeah, so it has many applications, which I think are great.
1: Well, I'm I'm, I'm seeing that. I'm hearing that. I can tell when you're as you're talking about it, the the passion that you have for it. Mm -hmm. And um, it's definitely fascinating. And I'm really glad that you came on today. So just for our listeners, again, we're here with Bill Minnell. He is a marriage and family therapist talking about family constellations and he'll be at the University at Albany very soon to give a presentation. Do you know the date, actually? It'll
0: be, it'll be warmer. Yes. <laughs> April 12th. Uh, April 12th.
1: I think 12th.
0: it's it's a Friday. I think I'm doing a three-hour presentation. I could be wrong, but I believe it's like one to four or one to five, three or four-hour presentation in the afternoon. Yes, so spread the word.
1: We will. And like I said, this is going to be archived, so anyone can listen to this at a later date as well. So visit the website and the links that I'll include so you, they can get information if they do miss the presentation.
0: Are you going to be there?
1: I'm hoping to. I have to okay. check my calendar, but I, after listening to, the, after uh, talking to you today, I'm hoping that I can make that, that presentation. Uh,
0: I hope so too. It'd be like, nice to meet you in person.
1: Yes. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you.